Today's podcast is brought to you by Howie's new book, Paperboy. To order today, go to HowieCarshow.com and click on store. Live from the Aviva Trattoria studio, it's the Grace Curley Show. we got to bring in a new voice, a young voice, a rising voice, Grace Curley. You can read Grace's work in the Boston Herald and the Spectator. Especially, Grace, Grace, stand up. Here's the millennial with the mic, Grace Curley. Welcome back, everyone, to the Grace Curley Show. We are going to go back to your calls in just a moment here. But I wanted to start this hour with our poll question because it has a lot to do with um, the topic on everyone's mind today. And that is Joe Biden deciding to go one year later to East Palestine in Ohio, one year after the horrible train derailment that sparked a a lot of issues in that area, a lot of safety concerns, the subsequent uh, spilling of hazardous material. And the president couldn't seem to care until now, until one year later. Also, strangely enough, it is the year that he's running again for president. So some people are pointing that out. Today's poll question is brought to you by the Nauset Beach Inn. Right now, you can stay at the Nauset Beach Inn for under $200 this winter to reserve your pet-friendly ocean. View room. Go to NossetBeachIn.com. That's NossetBeachIn.com. Jared, what is the poll question and what are the results thus far? Today's poll question, which you can vote in at GraceCurlyShow.com, is Is Joe Biden's visit to East Palestine a good idea? No, I, I don't think it is because, well, there's so many reasons, but one of the reasons that I would imagine is obvious to everyone is that you're just highlighting the fact that it took you one year to get there. Like by going on the one year anniversary and he's saying he's going to market. Like what's he going to do to market? He's going to show up and put on a hard hat the wrong way. I I don't understand that part of it. But you're just reminding everyone that it took you a full calendar year to even drum up the energy to pretend to care about an issue that you clearly do not care about. And uh, Jared, before we get the results, can I play DJ Yokely? He's an East Palestine business owner. This is what he had to say to Fox about Joe Biden and his upcoming visit. Cut six. No, I think it boils down to the American people have awakened to realize that our, the leader of our country did not show up to the greatest catastrophe of 2023. And now he's going to show up because it is an election year. Uh, and obviously the polls show that that President Trump uh, came and supported us when he didn't have to. And, and I think we saw right through it from the beginning and, and not to make it political, because I will support any president that serves our country, because otherwise it's like, again, I've said on your program before, it's like rooting against your favorite team's quarterback just right. to see the backup. I, you know, it's it's a, it's a scenario where. We know what he's doing. The American people see it. And right. now it's, hey, we have to go visit East Palestine because we haven't done that yet and check, right. the, check it off the yeah. box. Yeah. And when this originally happened last year, and again, it happened one year ago. I know that because Joe Biden is going to mark the one year anniversary. We were told, I believe, Jared, by Biden administration officials that he was going to visit And they said, like, oh, he will visit on his own time or he will visit. It was a very similar response to what he's saying now about these attacks that killed three American service members in Jordan. How he's saying, oh, we know what we're going to do. We will respond. We will respond in our own time when we think it's appropriate. 
that was kind of what he was saying a year ago. Like, yeah, I'm going to go visit once I figure out the time that I think is appropriate. If that's the case, if this is the timetable we're looking at in regards to these issues and issues does not sum it up, these wars that are breaking out, if this is the timetable he's on when he says, oh, we we've decided how we will respond. If that means we have a one year wait, then everyone should be very nervous if that's the kind of schedule that Joe Biden is keeping. But my answer to that question, Jared, is no, I do not think it is a good idea. I think that he's going to get heckled. I think he's going to make it about himself. He does not handle. And that was such a common misconception, or I I guess it was really just something the media tried to pull over on people, that Joe Biden, because of the tragedies that he has endured in his life, and he has, and I acknowledge that, and I think he's been through a lot. I mean, the man has... The man has endured a lot of personal tragedies. But the misconception or the miscalculation from the media was that because of that, he is some sort of wonderful empathizer. That, that's how they build him, the empathizer in chief. He's compassionate. He's had painful moments in his life so he can understand other people's pain. That could not be more incorrect. That has proven to be it's actually the opposite. He has no idea how to deal with people who are grieving, who are going through tremendous loss, who are dealing with traumatic incidents. The only thing he knows how to do is make it about himself. And it's painful to watch. And we see it almost like every single day. Because as president, your job is to go into these situations often and try to be there for the American people. And all he does is talk about himself and what he's gone through. And so if that's how he's going to approach the people in Ohio who already feel completely forgotten by this man, this has disaster written all over it. Yeah, 87% of the audience agrees with you. Not a good idea. By the way, another thing that he did that I don't think is a good idea, whichever one of his staffers, whoever's running his social media, decided that a good use of his time would be responding to Elmo. So Elmo tweets out, wow, um, Elmo asked people how they were doing. Elmo asked people about their emotional well-being. And Joe Biden, the president's Twitter handle, responds, I know how hard it is some days to sweep the clouds away and get to sunnier days. Our friend Elmo is right. We have to be there for each other, offer our help to a neighbor in need, and above all else, Ask for help when we need it. Even though it's hard, you're never alone. If things were going perfectly in this country right now, like if everything was running smoothly, Jared, I still think this is stupid to be the president of the United States responding to Elmo on Twitter. But but keep in mind, when Trump was president and he was on Twitter, he would respond to things. He would put out things that were sometimes random and, and you know, not really moving the ball forward. But again, my life was my quality of life was a lot better when Trump was doing that. So I had a little bit more patience for it. I didn't care as much. He got a little bit more leeway with the Twitter responses because he was actually doing a pretty decent job. Even if you don't like him, he was doing a pretty decent job. This guy, as Joy Reid would say, another bleeping war is breaking out and he thinks it's a good time to reply back to Elmo. And it's not him, obviously. He's not replying back to anyone. It's it's who's ever running his Twitter account. But 
I'm starting to think somebody is sabotaging him. Somebody wants to see this guy drop out, and they're succeeding. It's got to be close. This whole thing has got to be coming to an end soon. And I think he's going to step aside. All right, let's go to people who are waiting on the lines here. Gene, you're next up on the Grace Curley Show. Go ahead, Gene. Hi. I've been waiting for an hour. I can't believe over an hour. Um, Grace, I'm another PC grad. Um, What I was thinking of today was the irony that tonight, after 11 o'clock, Michelle Wu and some other people are going to go through the streets of Boston counting the homeless. Well, the people who are here illegally are going to get four square or three square meals a day at the Elliot or whatever the heck that Mama Cat, no, it's not Mama Cat, but you know, that, that, that shelter. I don't care if there are only four bathrooms in there, but it's off the streets. Why don't we care about as much about our veterans or whoever else is out homeless as we do illegal aliens? Well, I want to let people know what actually is happening at Melnia Cass Recreational Center. It says Healy's letter stated that on-site services at the Roxbury Overflow site will include 24-7 staffing to oversee day-to-day operations and engagement with families, including three meals a day, case management focused on identifying stable housing, around-the-clock security, laundry services, school enrollment for children, and transportation to the complex from family welcome centers, as well as to and from medical, immigration, and court appointments. Now, the people in Roxbury, the residents in Roxbury are furious. They do not think it's fair. They do not think it's right that their children, who oftentimes use this recreational center for a number of different things, including track practice, will not be able to because, according to Mayor Wu and Governor Morahealy, we have to make room now for like 300 families to live there. And... This was retired Lieutenant General Scott Rice, who is the administration's emergency assistant director. He said the overflow site will focus particularly on the dozens of migrants who have been sleeping overnight at Logan International Airport in recent weeks and months. We appreciate the collaboration of the city, Roxbury elected officials and the community who worked with us to ensure we could provide families with a safe and warm place to stay while minimizing the impact to the Roxbury community. He added, we are continuing to relocate recreation programs, ensuring the recreation center and the pool can reopen in June, continuing to make improvements to the center for the long term benefit of the community and prioritizing diverse and local vendors. So they're going to relocate these recreation programs. And I think the point of having a recreation program in Roxbury is so people in Roxbury can go to the recreation programs in Roxbury. So they don't have to go to another town or another neighborhood. That's the whole point is it's right there. It's in their community. And I agree with a caller from a couple of couple of segments ago who said these These Roxbury residents should make a stink because, by the way, when they say, oh, you know, the collaboration of the Roxbury residents and the elected officials, let's stop pretending like this was a choice. Stop pretending like people were were collaborating on this. They didn't have an option. They're very upset and they should be. It's not fair. It's not fair. And the quotes yesterday in the Herald were, why us? Why isn't this in rich communities? Why is this happening here? It's a very good question. 844-500-4242. We will continue to take your calls when we come back. Don't go anywhere. Follow Grace on Twitter at G underscore Curly.
This is The Grace Curley Show. Don't forget, everyone, that we have a great Grace's Goodies right now. Go to gracecurleyshow.com to get a beautiful, beautiful pair of Diamond Excel earrings. And you're getting these at an incredible price. And you're getting them right in time for Valentine's Day. I always send out this warning to the men out there that you don't want to wait. You want to have something at the ready. Because it doesn't look good when you say, I was going to get you this, but I wasn't sure. So I decided, no. No, no, no. It's always better to have something. And this is something she's really going to like. So what you want to do is go to gracecurlyshow.com. You'll see it right there at the front. It's Grace's Goodies. You can get the silver or the gold vermeil, And it's a gorgeous one carat earring set. They're 200 bucks. You're getting them for just $79, which is the best Valentine's Day deal you could ask for. So make sure you hop on that now. And also, I just got a wonderful text from someone who said, Grace, I bought two pairs last year for me and my daughter, and I love them. That's from 603. Well, I'm very happy, 603, that you love them. I love mine as well. All right, now we get a lot of people on the lines who want to talk about a few different topics here. Let's keep going with the Roxbury situation. I'm hoping to talk to Erin Murphy, city councilor at large, before the end of the show. But let's go to Sean please go ahead sean oh i'm sorry sean's not screened yet david let's go to david hey grace good show um dittos on everything that you you say thank you sir um now now this country belongs to we the people that building belongs to we the people we need to occupy that building we had the old Occupy movement. We need a new movement where we go in and we just we just take it over. We just go in and have a good old-fashioned sit-in. Peaceable, just go Occupy. Because this is going to spread. This is what's going to happen. It's taking over our country and our elected officials are doing See, I would be us. I would be happy if if we could just have some reporters asking Mayor Wu and Governor Maura Healy these questions. And you know what I would prefer more than a sit-in, to be perfectly honest, David? And I know this is a long shot. This is this is so far out there. That we can't even, especially here in Massachusetts, we can't even wrap our heads around this. How about people start voting with their heads? Like, start using your brains when you vote. Stop voting for people who do not care about you and who do not know what they're doing and and whose go-to when they're asked a question about their incompetence and their horrible leadership and their horrible decisions that are affecting the residents of Roxbury and their go-to when asked to answer for their terrible ideas is to cry on camera because they think that's some sort of get-out-of-jail-free card. How about we start voting for those people? Is that so much to ask? I was I was thinking about this the other day. I'm like, well, it's really, you know, as much as I want to blame Maura Healy or as much as I want to blame Mayor Wu, I really want to blame Joe Biden. And as much as I want to and then I realized as much as I want to blame Joe Biden I blame the voters I blame my fellow Americans not all not all I know there's a lot of people out there who who are smart who pay attention who know what they're doing but I'd be lying if I didn't say that I'm very frustrated and I got to tell you this if Biden wins again and we have four more years of Joe Biden or, you know, whoever he passes the torch to. 
I don't know what else to tell people. Like I, I, it's almost, it's to the point where when people, you know, you see these situations, right? Where a certain celebrity might say something, you know, more, more common sense than normal. Like Charlemagne the God is a good example. There's always headlines about Charlemagne the God said that, you know, the illegal alien problem is becoming a really big deal and it's affecting, you know, Democrat voters or whatever. And then everyone says, even Charlemagne the God, who's a left wing Hollywood guy, he even noticed that this is bad. And I'm thinking, okay, like congrats. Congrats, Jon Stewart, for being three years late to the COVID situation. I'm not impressed by this. Everyone should have figured it out by now, okay? The mystery is off. If you haven't figured it out yet, I don't know what to tell you. And like, yeah, if you cannot like Donald Trump, you cannot like his tweets, you cannot like whatever, but then don't come complaining to me when you vote, when Joe Biden's president again, and there's like seven wars breaking out, and he's stumbling around the White House with the Easter Bunny, and Hunter Biden's not being held accountable, and inflation sky high, and people are getting laid off. Like, don't, I, I don't want to hear it. I don't want to hear it. If you're going to keep voting for these Democrats, then I don't want I don't want to be there when you have your eureka moment and you're expecting a trophy for it because you're not going to get one anymore. Eight four four five hundred forty two forty two. If you're on the lines, stay on the lines. We're going to continue to take your calls when we come back. And I want to finish talking about this mass state police trooper story because I have more to say about this. I don't think people are fully registering how frightening it is that there's people on the highways in Massachusetts driving these giant trucks and buses around who should not be driving them. It's scary enough that there's people driving cars who aren't good drivers, that we're all just behind these speeding hunks of metal just going all all over the place. That's scary enough. But when you think about giving licenses to people who suck at driving in exchange for coffee and water, that's a really, really bad situation. And we're going to talk about it. We'll do the poll question when we come back. We'll take more of your calls. We have full lines. People want to talk about illegal aliens. They want to talk about the mass state troopers. We've got it all when we come back. So do not go anywhere. And by the way, go to gracecurlyshow.com and click on store to get those beautiful Diamond Excel earrings. They're worth $200. If you go to gracecurlyshow.com, while supplies last, you can get your own pair for just $79. This will not last long, so I'm warning you now. gracecurlyshow.com, click on store. Live from the Aviva Trattoria studio. Welcome back, everyone, to the Grace Curly Show. She's watching Fox, and they have a reporter outside the Melnia Cass Recreational Center in Roxbury. And just, I, I've done this before, and I've jinxed myself. But I think tomorrow morning... If you're up early and you're watching Fox and Friends, you might see yours truly in Roxbury. Perhaps if things if if things go as planned. But as you guys know, I've been cut before and I'm not ruling that out. But fingers crossed, maybe you'll see me in the morning. 844-500-4242. Let's go back to the callers here. I'm going to go to Sean, who has now been screened. Go ahead, Sean. 
Hey, good afternoon, Grace. How are you today? I'm good. What's going on? Um, I want to talk about Mara Healy and how she, you know, a year ago was talking about a sanctuary state and how everybody should come here. We accept everyone. What did she think was going to happen when we said that? And people vote for her. Everybody that voted for her should leave their doors unlocked and put a sign in front of their house that says, all are welcome. And if someone's walking by and needs to take a shower or have something to eat or just relax, they should be able to go into their home and relax because all are welcome, right? No matter who they are. What did they think was going to happen when they invited the world to come here? Yeah, I think, Sean, that they never thought they were going to get called on their bluff. Like, I I think I've used this example before, but it's because it's the only thing I can really think of. When you're having a wedding and you say, oh, let's invite all the relatives from Ireland because we can invite them and we can we can have that goodwill of inviting them. We can feel good about ourselves that we were so kind and we extended all these invitations to all of our relatives that we never see in Ireland. And there's no way they're going to come because it's such a hike and it's never going to happen. And it's a win win for all. We invite them. They feel good about being invited, but they don't actually take us up on it. And then all of a sudden, hello, knock, 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 knock on the door we're here to party that's my irish accent not good obviously but the point is like you always have to operate as if people are going to take you up on the invitation that they're going to take you up on the offer and mara healy and mayor Wu and all of these other democrats for the last 10 years have been throwing out this virtue signaling with no repercussions and hoping that it was never going to come to this and really banking on the fact that Republicans were always going to be feckless losers who didn't know how to play the game. And that all changed when Greg Abbott and Ron DeSantis and other governors like Doug Ducey, former governor, said, you know what? You want illegal aliens. You want to be a sanctuary city. You want to be a sanctuary state. Guess what? Today is the day we're going to make your dreams come true. Rev up the planes. Rev up the buses. We're sending people your way. And then all of a sudden it was like, whoa, 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 whoa. Just because I offered it doesn't mean you can actually send people here. And no, that that is exactly what it means. So when you say, Sean, what did she think was going to happen? The answer is she never thought anything was going to happen. Because usually being a Democrat means there's no consequences for your actions. You can say whatever you want. You're never held accountable. We see this with Joe Biden. You can lie. You can promise things. Nobody cares. It's all fine. But once in a while, and I, I kind of credit it in a weird way. I credit a lot of it to Donald Trump because he kind of showed a lot of these Republicans how to fight back. Like how to take a punch and how to play their game. And the funny thing is, is that when Republicans start playing the game of politics, and you can call it political theater, KJP calls it political stunts, they act like they're the only ones who are allowed to pull those stunts. It's okay when we have political stunts. When we have AOC go to the border in a white jumpsuit and red lipstick and pretend to cry for Time magazine, that's okay. But when Republicans do it, they all clutch their pearls. Like, imagine, they're using these people as political pawns. Oh, but political pawns, that's okay for you. It's okay when you want to bring in like radical climate activists to Dianne Feinstein's Senate office, but it's not okay for Republicans to say, we can have a little political theater as well. They don't like that. And Trump started to show these Republicans, it's okay to fight back. Your constituents, your voters might actually 
shocker here, appreciate it. They might appreciate it if you have a backbone. They might appreciate if you figure out how to play the game. And, and that's where I think a lot of this is coming from. And just a side note, I just saw a cut of Donald Trump. He was in D.C. He was talking about the border. And he was explaining, because we've been talking about this border bill and the narrative that's being pushed. Media is so dishonest. Never forget that. If, if you learn anything from this show, is that the media, however much you think they suck, it's so much worse. They're so much worse than you can even imagine. And so now they're trying to say that this bill failed because Mitch McConnell was un- didn't want to undermine Donald Trump. When in reality, from what I've heard, this bill has failed because it stinks and people don't want it. So Trump was explaining how he didn't need a deal to secure the border. And in my opinion, that's what he should keep harping on because... As much as they want to counter everything he says, this is what won him the election in 2016. And if he can keep hammering that, because really, think about it. That is the key here. They want to talk about how they need so much money. Dan Goldman wants to say, well, don't you agree then that we need billions of more dollars for more border agents and more of this and more of that? And the answer is, well, Trump did it without that. You guys have received billions of dollars since Trump left. And call me crazy, but it seems like the border issue has only gotten worse. You could argue that the more money we give you idiots, the worse things become. Maybe giving you more money isn't helping matters after all. Maybe you guys need less money. Because for some reason, when there was less money flowing towards this issue, everything was a lot better. And I'm not a mathematician, Jared, but it seems that the more billions get poured into this thing, the more people are coming across our border unvetted, unfettered. Everyone's just walking in. So I don't know. Typical right wing pouncing, Grace. I know. I'm just crunching the numbers here. I'm crunching the numbers and they're not making sense. Um, Let's go to Lee. You're up next on the Grace Curley show. Go ahead, Lee. Grace, thespian pugilist. Anyway, Grace, what you <laughs> your mother said that uh, she'd like to drive a tractor trailer, right? Yes. And I'm thinking all us tractor trailer drivers wish everybody had to drive a tractor trailer before they could get a car license so they can see what it's like to try to get to a city or something. Anyway, that being said, in Massachusetts, I believe you're right, 100% right about people voting. But in Massachusetts, I think the biggest problem is the non-voters, the ones who say it won't make a difference. They've got to learn that it will. They're learning now. I think it's the hard way. But anyway, a question, if I'm not putting you on the spot too much, Grace. Are the feds involved in this CDL license scam? Okay, so I'm... CDL is nationwide. I'm glad that you're bringing this back up because we're not done with this story about the state troopers and the CDL. Let me read more details here, Lee, before before I try to answer that. So it says the sergeant, Gary Cedarquist, issued them uh, commercial licenses, the them being these applicants who he also said some of them were a mess, idiots, brain dead he issues them commercial licenses anyway, federal prosecutors allege. I do not think so. From what I've read, this seems like a state trooper problem. But I, I did want to give people a little bit more information here, Lee, because 
I talked about what was given in exchange. And keep in mind, this guy, Cedarquist, the state trooper, he's making tons of money. That's the part of this that kills me. Like, I could understand if you get bribed and you're kind of in a crappy job. You know what I, Do you know what I'm saying? Like, if you're vulnerable to a bribe, if you're working a job, you're not making a lot of money. There's not a lot of perks. You're kind of depressed. If you're making $300,000... You, you better really weigh whether or not it's worth losing everything. And, and Howie's probably, Howie, I know what you're saying right now to yourself. Howie's saying to himself, they're not going to lose everything. I get that. But all I, I'm just thinking here as a non-state trooper, as a non-hack, I'm thinking to myself. And all the state troopers, by the way, we have a lot of state troopers to listen. I'm not saying all you guys are hacks. I will say... Got a couple bad apples here that are kind of spoiling like the bunch. Like a bad orchard. Yeah, but with that being said, I think it makes sense that if you're getting bribed or if someone says, hey, here's a snowblower. Can you give me a CDL license? I would be thinking to myself, am I willing? And again, I understand, before I even say this, there's probably going to be no jail time here or anything like that. But I would be thinking to myself, am I willing to go to jail for this? That's always where my mind goes. In my mind, Jared, I'm always going to jail. Like, that's always worse. Okay, let's play this out. Worst case scenario, if I break this law, will I go to jail? So in that scenario, you go, okay, they're going to give me a free snowblower, a plunge pool, and they're going to redo my driveway. I Is it worth it? I could see it if you had, like, no money and a really crappy job, and this was the only things you were really going to get. These people are making over $300,000, and they're getting bribed for coffee and bottles of Fiji water and candy? You can afford the bottle of Fiji. Is it cheapness? Are people just cheap or greedy? In court papers, federal prosecutors allege the scheme unfolded over text messages at the state police commercial driver's license testing site testing site in Stoughton and at Cedarquist's home, where the sergeant is accused of, of accepting a plunge pool, storage shed, and landscaping work in exchange for awarding licenses to the applicants. The troopers sometimes use codes like golden treatment or golden handshake to refer to passing an applicant who didn't execute the skills or take the test, according to transcripts of text messages in the document. This is what I find amazing. Golden handshake. Nothing seems off there. I know. It's not even like subtle. How about just a wink? How about, hey, we need this guy. Everyone's texting each other. This is how you know that corruption is getting out of control, is that if people are so unafraid of getting caught that they're putting it in text messages. How about the old-fashioned nod or the wink or the double cuff? He gets his license. I got the latest on our CDL bribe (laughs) just spell it out for people it says in march 2020 butner allegedly texted cedarquist um this guy's a mess cedarquist responded according to the document with five laughing emojis with tears butner allegedly replied lol he owes you a prime rib six inch governor moore healy now just to bring it back here to our favorite governor I don't think she was crying when she said this. She said Tuesday after an unrelated event in Lincoln that she has no concerns about wider problems within the state police. None? Really? None whatsoever? Like, I'm not saying you have to you have to accuse the whole lot of them of being bad, but I don't think it would be 
unheard of to have a little healthy dose of skepticism after reading this. She said, not at all, not at all. Adding the investigation began when she was attorney general. I am proud of the work of the state police who, in fact, were part of this investigation. Federal prosecutors accused Matheson, who worked for a company that sold spring water, of providing Cedar Coast with bottled water, coffee, and other supplies in exchange for giving passing grades to drivers who worked at the same business. Cedar Quist called one of the drivers an idiot, the indictment says. So he's just having a huge laugh about the fact that he's putting all of these moronic drivers on the road for all of us. <laughs> so funny. Every time you see an accident that involves a truck, if you're this guy, doesn't your heart stop a little bit? Don't you go, oh, was that the guy that I that I gave the license to for that 20-pack of Poland Spring? Or not Poland Spring, sorry, Fiji. Or maybe I just worry too much. That's, that's where my mind would go. I would always be thinking, oh, was that because I gave that guy a license that that huge pileup happened on 93? Nobody's worried like that anymore, though. Nobody's paranoid. Today's poll question is brought to you by the Nasa Beach Inn. Right now, you can stay at the Nasa Beach Inn for under $200 this winter. To reserve your pet-friendly ocean view room, go to nasabeachin.com. That's nasabeachin.com. Jared, what is the poll question and what are the results thus far? Today's poll question, which you can vote in at gracecurlyshow.com, is, is Joe Biden's visit to East Palestine a good idea? No, it is not. Up to 88% now agree with you that no. Bad idea. I will tell you what is a good idea, though. It's always a good idea to have an Eden Pure thunderstorm handy, and it's an even better idea to get yourself the three pack. That's right. Right now, Eden Pure is offering their three pack special. We get questions all the time about why we love the Eden Pure thunderstorm air purifier. And Jared, there are so many reasons to love it. One of my favorite things about it is that it cleans and purifies and clears the air of any odors, any weird smells. But it doesn't take up any floor space, so I don't have to trip over it. I don't have to find room for it. It's small, but it's powerful. It's quiet. It saves you time, and it clears any smells out of your house without trying to cover them up. Jared, you actually love the Eden Pure Thunderstorm, and I know you have a couple, but you use one in your car. Yeah, I like it for all the associated car smells, most notably for me, fast food. I can admit that. Um, but yeah, it covers up though. It doesn't cover up those smells. It actually gets rid of them. And sometimes, you know, you get gas smells or oil smells or things like that. Also, it's great for allergies because each unit comes with its own USB cable. You just plug it into the unit, plug it into the USB port in your car and you get that ionized air in the car, which gets rid of those allergens, which is great if you've been driving uh, with the windows down during allergy season or, or any Anything you want to do to get that fresh air in the car, because, you know, we sit in our cars a lot in this state. It's great. Yes, and with a three-pack special, you can use one in your kitchen, office, or like Jared, your car. So go to EdenPureDeals.com and use code GRACE3. That's EdenPureDeals.com, code GRACE and the number three. One more time, EdenPureDeals.com. Use code GRACE3. Jared, here's my question for you. Eliminating the driveway the driveway reno, which is costing 10000 So obviously that's in, a, that's in a league of its own here. If we're talking unlimited supply of water, of coffee, of candy, or a free snowblower, which one are you choosing? Ooh, that is a... Do you need to know the brand of coffee or could you go... No, I mean... Mysterious could... brand. You know what? If it's a, if it's a very nice coffee maker, I could... Deal with that, but a snowblower would be nice. 
See, I think I'd go, mm, I don't know. If it's unlimited, like for the rest of my life, I might go, I might go candy. Do I get maintenance with the snowblower? <laughs> That's the question. That's the question. What if it's a lemon? What if you get it and then it breaks down? I don't know. If I got to replace a line, then your CDL only works for uh, the, the hours where it's light out. Obviously, the winner here is the driveway. $10,000, but they say that's how much it costs, but who knows, actually. Uh, when we come back, we'll talk to Howie Carr. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. You're listening to The Grace Curley Show. This is The Grace Curley Show. Welcome back, everyone, to The Grace Curley Show. So Joe Biden is going to visit East Palestine, Ohio. It only took him a full year, but he is going to visit, and uh, I'm sure it's going to go well. By the way, Trump, I guess, today was answering questions from reporters, answered questions for about a half hour. Remember what it was like to have a president who spoke to reporters? Pretty amazing stuff. Joining us now is Howie Carr. Howie, I know you're going to spend a lot of time today talking about Governor Maura Healey and her performance on the news. What are you thinking about these tears? Does it make you um, feel bad for Maura Healey for the situation that she's in? No. She brought it on herself. I tell you one thing, though, today I just we just got some good news. It's a small piece of good news. You know, those state troopers that they reinstated after an arbitration, there were six of them. Yeah. And uh, they they hadn't they they'd put them back on, but they hadn't paid them the money they owed them for a year and a half of their improper firing. They finally paid them this morning. Do you think it had anything to do with uh, the bad ink that they were getting? <laughs> yesterday and uh you know they're going to continue to get for the next few days but they they said they didn't give them any overtime they didn't give them any holidays they just gave them their base pay but still i mean that's better than nothing so they're happy about that howie carr he's always the bearer of good news that's what i that's the first thing i think of when i think of the captain he's coming up next you're not going to want to miss his show don't go anywhere and go to gracecurlyshow.com click on store to get those grace's goodies those beautiful earrings from diamond xl talk to you tomorrow